podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. In America, it's estimated that 4% of people in prison are actually innocent. When I saw them for the very first time, like I knew who my jury would be doing trial. To be honest, I knew I lost them. In 2002, the state of Georgia found Kerry guilty for his alleged involvement in a vicious rape. Only a small percentage of those people had their convictions overturned. You know, as one great justice said uh, many years ago, we don't find our witnesses from church pews. What series of events led to Kerry's wrongful conviction? Could this happen to anyone? What finally convinced the courts to overturn his conviction? From Zapier, in partnership with the Georgia Innocence Project, this is The 4%. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts or visit zapier.com forward slash resources forward slash podcasts to learn more. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's been a brilliant week in the in the world of Newcastle United. First game of the season, West Ham United. And then tonight, we've had a blockbuster interview with Steve Bruce live on Total Sport <laughs> on BBC Radio Newcastle, which I'm sure a lot of you uh, logged in for and listened to. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by the redoubtable Laura, who you may have, you may have seen on Match of the Day. Making a guest appearance there. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel it today, Laura? Has the fan meal been incessant since your appearance? Yeah, if, if if you didn't catch it, there was just two words used, crack and banter, and I'm in deep regret for the past week. I've been replaying it in my head all week, but hey-ho, doesn't matter. You, you were all about the crack and the banter, Laura. I, I was, and I wasn't even talking about my own crack and banter. <laughs> <laughs> it's my message tone, by the way. Just to, just to let you know. And just below me there, we have Sam. Hi, Sam. Welcome back. Great to see you again. You may have Hi. seen Sam <clears throat> on several. Uh, well, you're about to start a podcast. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we did a wee bit last year for Hawaii the Lasses with Kendall, Sam, and Kiri. Yeah. So and we just haven't be- planned when we're doing another one. Nice one. But that'll be carrying on this season, yeah? Yes, it will. Brilliant. And what's your, what's your Twitter handle for that? Uh, oh, I don't know. Ooh. I'll, I'll, I'll need to out. post it afterwards. Maybe it's one at of the girls. Away the lasses, I think. Yeah, Is it at away the lasses? Anyway, check it I'm out. I'm going to get crucified so. for that. <laughs> I know, I, sh- I dropped that on you, so that's my fault. That is my fault. That is my fault. Yes, he did that prep. And you didn't ask me that. <laughs> no, I did. I asked you about your podcast. I did say. Oh, yeah, but you didn't ask me what the Twitter handle was. Uh, he just likes to drop things in, Sat. I try to be as organised as possible, but sometimes there's a little brain fog. I just like I like to go for it, but I do apologise. Okay, but do go and check it out on Twitter. Just search for it; you'll find it. And uh, the lasses know that crack. Know that they know that. They know their onions, Newcastle United wise. So please do go and check that out. And of course, we're joined by uh, newly appointed or newly um, uh, positioned NUST member. Thank you. Graham. You just didn't want to say elected. 
In case you got Ele- it wrong. I know. I was, I was trying to avoid that word. Elected. Elected. We are, we're, we're before the watershed, and if I, if I say anything inappropriate, then we could be in trouble. So well, You made a mistake putting me on here, then. Jeez. All right. Congratulations on that appointment. And, Graham, also you've got some other projects um, with anyone's game. I know, obviously, Sam is involved with that as well. There's some really great articles and some really great content from there. But also... I believe you've got a book that's coming out will be a particular interest to Newcastle fans. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's about Gary Speed, um, called Speedo, the the man behind the smile, because he had a cracking smile. Um, and he's just he's just a legend. Basically, it looks back on his whole career, not just Newcastle. Um, it's got interviews with John Carver, Warren Barton, Paul Ferris, um, Bryn Law, among many many other people um so it'll start off um from his days at Hawarden high school and then finish off at where he um where he was managing wales so it's a it's going to be a long one basically um but it's um it's a great thing to do because he was he was a brilliant man and a brilliant player yeah so so whereabouts are you in the in the process of that is it is it ready to be released is it is it it's, do you have a release um, date for it we haven't got a release date. I've got a re- I've got a date where um, I hand it into the publisher. Um, it'll be through Pitch Publishing, um, but it'll be out at the back end of next year. Cool. And I'm sure your your socials will be full of that. So when it does come out, please go and check oh, that out. Yeah, it'll be flooded. It'll, I'll be like, <laughs> it'll, it'll be the only thing I tweet about. Well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, buy my book. Yeah, well, you've got to do, do one of them. No, it's fine. So, brilliant. So, we've got some real good heads with us today. Um, unfortunately, you've got me trying to be the circus tamer, so I'll try my best to make sure that decorum is is held all the way through, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get on to Greg's and different types of drinks. I'm drinking uh, sangria and uh, Fanta Lemon, which is what? Tinto di Verano. It's a great wow. drink. Boys and girls, check it out. It's a good Ibiza drink. Wow, that's that's just that's just thrown me there, like. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit much, bit much for a Thursday, like. What's my mm-hmm. just a can? <laughs> well, you know, I, I try to bring a little bit of culture with me, me, uh, me Costco sangria and me Fanta Limon. Like, it's a great, it's a great drink. It's a great combination. I'm straight out of the heat, so what can I say? <laughs> right, so let's get into it then. So after uh, much ploughing. To get his dream job, because uh, he had a burning desire. These are just some quotes that I pulled from Steve Bruce's interview. Uh, obviously, the big news over the last couple of days, we had the Joe Willick interview, um, which was a really interesting listen. And tonight, I think probably the majority of people were tuned in uh, tonight for the interview with Steve Bruce. Now, um, it was a really interesting in parts. Um I suppose generally we'll get into some of the more specific questions, but I suppose just from a general point of view, um, Laura, what did you make of of the of kind of the bits that you heard and listening to what kind of said? Well, we're not going into too many specifics. Yeah, obviously we'll get on in the specifics here. But first of all, like before it even went on air, I had wrote down like credit to him. To be fair, we're all we're whinge about him lots. He's very brave or brazen, however you want to look at it, to go on air and speak and take questions from fans who he knows aren't his biggest fan at all but 
my opinion of it is, and it was kind of proven, is he's never going to give her the answers that we really would like. He's just going to beat around the bush or avoid the question or give a generic answer. And that was proven. But in, it, try and be positive, Graham. We're positive t tonight. I yeah, know you're trying nice. really hard. Um, yeah, credit to him for going on and speaking. But in my opinion, I didn't really give her what we wanted. Uh, what about you, Sam? What did you make of it? How was what was your impression of Brucey? Of was it what um, you hoped for? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, well, <laughs> all the buzzwords come out. Um, you know, I think we joked about it in the WhatsApp group about the kind of things he was going to say, and and yet, yet again, like they were, you know, keep our, our good players fit, avoid injuries, hope we can get points. I thought there were some superb questions. I was a little bit worried at the start because it seemed a bit tame. There was a few people on Twitter that weren't particularly happy um, with the people that were asking questions and what, what they were asking. But I think there were a couple of left field questions that really surprised him. Um, but a bit like Laura said, his answers were just, you know, he's not the guy for me. He never will be. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good political appointment for the club and the situation that they're in um but you know, he doesn't need to say too much because he'll always be given an easy ride and i was a wee bit frustrated with maybe steve high for example and you know they're never gonna call him out on anything they're never as we spoke about before they're never gonna um go back on any points that he's made they very much direct towards something else but i was really proud of some of the questions that came through because it's the first time that I can remember in the whole time he's managed that he's been asked those questions directly, um, regardless of his answers, because as we said, we don't really expect much. Yeah. Yeah. Graham, were you filled with positivity by Graham Sooness? <laughs> um, yeah. Graham Sooness, Graham Sooness, what I'm mean, about you? I thought I heard you say that. <laughs> Like, I had the what? word Graham in my mind, and then they're just like a Her second identity manager of, of, of all the Grahams as well. You go, uh, um, brilliant. You anyway, yeah. he's an aggressive yeah. man. What can I say? And he's looking I mean, very I mean, well. I'm, I'm sorry, but uh... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Back to you, Graham. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, not really positive. Um. I'm gonna try and be. Yes. <clears throat> I think. Um. It was good in the sense for him because there were a few questions like sam said um that caught him off guard and he'll be able hopefully to sort of take that in now and he'll maybe get a realization of what supporters think of him and and maybe try and build a few bridges i don't know this is me trying to be positive by the way yes so. i like that. I'm, all about that. Um, I'm all about that so i think it was good from that point of view um so he can get a, a proper insight into, into how we feel and, and actually talk to fans um, and credit to him for doing it because it, like we are a hard bunch to please like sometimes I mean you just need to check on Twitter like the last couple of days it's been a bit mad um, but I don't know it's yeah credit to him for, for doing it because it is difficult, isn't it? Like, yeah. I don't, would you face? Would you face all of those fans? Just and it, it, it's to, to be fair to him, 
and I know we'll get on to it later, but what can he say? What what yeah. can he really yeah. say? Like he's yeah. the head coach, manager, whatever he is, and he can't say too much about signings or yeah. what goes yeah. on above him because he was live on yeah. it on the radio. He can't he can't really say well, too much. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the thing. Bruce will always have he'll always have an uphill task because no one really wanted him in the first place. So no matter what he says, he's always going to get some form of yeah. criticism. Yeah. So I do feel for him in that kind of way and he'll get no help from from Mike Ashley or Lee Charnley because they're happy to stay invisible. So it's all on him. Mm. So I do have a degree of sympathy for him in that sense because he is the guy who will from everything and there's things that are way beyond his control that he doesn't even have a clue about but he has mm. to answer questions on it yeah so it doesn't it doesn't seem fair in that sense but yeah yeah but he signed think... up for that it's his dream job oh yeah it's what he wants to do it's his rolling contract he's one of <laughs> us so yeah. i mean <laughs> Not, not Sam's not having argue it. That point, I, I, I'm not because he gets he gets wheeled out in the media and comes out with all these signed by things. They they fit the narrative of everyone that's not, uh, you know, a Geordie or a, a portion of the Geordies that are really frustrated by what's yeah. going on at the minute. Um, yeah. they are just signed by. So he's not walking away. He is rolling out everything that he's been told to and he's happy to stick with it and that's yeah. that's where i get frustrated because mm. it is in his hands and he chooses to do it yeah but do you think i think obviously it's of all the times you know like i think he's he alluded to the fact that uh matthew raisbeck had been sort of get trying to get him on uh really newcastle for a long time and i think the first, you know, the, after the first game of the season is probably the easiest. I mean, if there's any easy point to come into a, oh, yeah, into a Newcastle interview with with the fans on the other end of the phone, I think probably the start of the season is the easiest time where you can say what you're going to do. Think of, you know, um, you've got, you know, it's it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a wonder whether he would actually do this at January time. Will he do it towards the end of the season if things aren't haven't been going so well? So. I or think in a yes fans uh, forum. Yeah, I, I mean, think get, get in the fans forum. It, you know, it's easy to do it over radio, but is yeah. he prepared to go in front of fans and have those same conversations? I don't think so, and I don't yeah, think he would I, ever be asked to. I think what's lacking obviously is like you say in a, in a in a forum sort of situation is you can have that back and forth, can't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's not there was only a, there was a couple of callers who actually did go back to him a little bit. Um I think Albert from Wooler did a really great job kind of yeah. going back at him um but whether you know in the in in radio is that possible you know the caller might have just been muted after that point so mm -hmm. you know where you know anybody say probably albert wasn't because he's a he's a he's a frequent contributor to the to the show so but yeah it was it was it was there was some elements that i thought was a little interesting insight i think you know i think some of the questions i think sam you're right i think some of them were quite interesting questions but I think they kind of eased them in a little bit there was a few early questions about um rotation and about um what does your what, what does your normal day look like you know like oh, I'll wake up I'll have a bing sandwich did it you know like um I walk my dog. But I th fans are nice to me 
I won't me dog eye. The fans are writing newsletters to us and stuff like that. So <laughs> I think um, uh, Gallagher shots contributor and longtime friend of the uh, of the pod, uh, Daryl. He managed to get his question in about um, about the relationship with the fans, about you know about what is our expectation. Because I, I remember I could be wrong, and I probably am, and I'm sure the comments will will back that up. But um, I'm sure he went on to, he was quite big on talk sport. He was certainly more animated on talk sport than he was on total sport, I, I found, yeah. actually. And about the expectation, that word expectation. And Laura, what did you make of his response to, or, or non-response or to Daryl's question? Um, what did you make of that, Laura? Again, I think he just didn't really, he was a bit like a politician, was, didn't he? He didn't really answer it. He just kept saying, I know. I know what they want. I know what they want. Yes. Yeah, so what do we want? He mentioned a couple of cup runs, didn't he? And he said, was that that question when he talked about the cup runs and how he said, oh, mm-hmm. we got beaten off a Man City side. So it's a cup. Anything can happen yeah. in a cup. It doesn't matter. It was Man City. Anything can happen in a cup. And then he talked about the other one that shan't be named that we just didn't perform. <laughs> and um yeah, I just, I, I know Daryl was human, wasn't he? Because he, he was like, he didn't answer my question properly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I just don't think he answered it properly. I don't think, but then again, what, I'm not, I'm not defending him, but what can he say? Like, what, 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 yeah. Daryl, I know you're watching, what would you want him to say? Yeah. Like, what, what would your, what would you have been happy with? Because. Oh, you're, 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 you've, you've poked the bear now. I, I don't mean that like nasty or like like argumentative. Yeah. I just like because at the end of the day, he isn't gonna say, "Oh well, yeah, you do expect too much, and you do expect this, and you do expect that," because we don't. And then mm. I think I don't know which host it was, but he actually did come in and say they just want a team that tries and fights yeah. and blah blah blah, all the cliches. But yeah, that is actually just what we want. We want to be entertained we want to say goals we want to say a plan we want to say a plan mm. b when plan a doesn't go uh the way we want we want changes when it's not go- go- going well we we don't want like ridiculous things we just want a bit ambition and a bit fight yeah yeah uh, sam what did you make of you know he's obviously his comments about um you know he wants what's best dot 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 you know, could you be any more vague about that? Or what, you know? He has no idea was... what fans want. Um, it's not silverware. Like, it, it's like what everyone else says, like the Newcastle fans is that, that, that we're reaching. We're not. And I put it in the WhatsApp group. We want to win three games in a row. He's never won three games in a row since, I don't know, I'm going to say 2009. I'm probably wrong. We just, you know, I get the the graft and the trying and the hearts and all of that. And that, you know, yes, we're getting closer to that. But we want to win three games in a row. We want to be competitive as a side. And, you know, Laura, absolutely get your point about being entertained. And that would be the dream. But I actually just like to be in more games and grafting to get those three points. Um, entertainment for me has not been a factor in our football in so long and it's just such an easy reach for everyone else to throw at us we want cups we want runs we want entertainment no we would like a run of games where we win 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 
rather than what we had last season, which was we won two and 20. And our expectations are unreasonable when we win two games in 20. So you go from that where that's unreasonable and then you're told you're reaching for the stars. So as I said at the start, I don't think he understands what we want. And Mm. I think between certain sections of the fan base, it can get a little bit muddled. The dream is to win a cup. The dream is to win the league. The dream is to sign 100 million pound players. That's the dream. But the reality is we want a a decent competitive team that can churn out win after win. We we just don't want to be fighting relegation every single year. We don't want to be like, oh, what's going to happen by Christmas? We're going to be in the bottom three. We just don't want that. We don't want to be in a relegation fight every single season. We want to just be, like you say, Sam, slightly more competitive. Yeah, yeah, I think I, think I don't it's want a manager. I, I, just last point, I don't want a manager telling me after we've just been beaten four two that we played well for sixty minutes, yeah. and he he focused more on the positives than the fact that we actually got beat four two and conceded four goals, which is a rolling trait. And I was glad that someone brought that up today. It was like you've ruined a really good defense, and you talk yeah. about all these defenders that you have. Like, Fuck you sorry can't defend because we have such Ach. sorry we have sorry. such a bad defense record so you know he's so contradictory um yeah. and that's that that's it for me i think for me i'm going to come on to the next point uh, to you in a second graham but i think for me um every time that he does speak he just he just shows that he lacks any he seems to lack any real sort of like knowledge of the real detail of yeah you know facts and figures and he i think he said something like uh about joe linton saying well joe linton didn't he didn't play at the weekend uh because somebody i think somebody questioned him about his 40 yeah. million or the board telling you have to play him and he said well he didn't play at the weekend you're like uh unless i'm very much mistaken i saw number seven lumbering on the pitch and do but- but again, that just shows that he takes no notice of subs yeah. or changes or tactical decisions. Yeah. He just whacks it, turns around, looks at the bench, think, who can I whack on? Right, Joe, go yeah. on. Yeah. But he also um, said about Sean Unstaff, he's made 50 appearances, and that would make you yeah. think 50 starts. And then you think, how many of those were coming off the bench for small amounts of time? Yeah. So then he was yeah. like, actually, if you've got our centre-backs, they made 20 appearances last season. And it's like, an appearance could be 90 minutes or it could be two minutes and it could be in the right position or it could be wherever you choose to put them, which apparently he doesn't play players out of position. Mm. So, you know, he he has everything that fits his narrative. Yeah. So, uh, Graham, just coming to you, uh, there was there was one part of the, of the interview where actually it was the first time I, I heard Steve Bruce in any interview actually sort of almost take a, a second breath in and actually something seemed to register when uh, one of the fans asked talked to him about playing the playing the club down or the team down um really you know he, he often he talks about the big six but he somebody made a comment about yeah like we yeah he okay. he had like a, a light bulb moment didn't he it yeah. was just like Oh, right. Okay, um, I am doing that. 
but like that that kind of goes back into your other question like about expectation and stuff like that but for me that there's one word that sums it all up for me and and it's progression i just want to see my side progress i don't i don't want to see it stagnate and regress constantly year on year because that's what we're doing that's not all down to steve bruce like he's he's a big part of it at the moment but uh, you know the way he talks down the club doesn't doesn't help in the slightest so oh we're playing like brentford or whatever oh they're a really cracking side mm. oh they're gonna be really tough to break down i don't care steve why don't you talk us <laughs> up and say look oh st maximum will cause all sorts of bother you know yeah. something like that you know yeah. just yeah. say oh i think our i think our strikers will be up for the game oh we've got a really good chance or something just yeah just you know something a bit more positive i know hey look who's talking but <laughs> i mean just give me give me something like yeah, I you think know, you uh, listen uh you listen to it and I'm, I'm not going to go back to what previous manager because it's easy to do so so let's just look at other managers in the league i know i won't say his name other managers in the league they they don't go into a game saying oh they're going to be a really good team they go into the press conference or whatever and they say this is what we're going to do this is where, how we're going to deal with it they talk tactically they talk pragmatically about what they are going to do they don't just big up the other team which is what yeah. i think it was daniel who who called in and said about the negativity but, but like you say it was a bit like and we, we spoke about it previous before we came on air about i thought that it was a bit like he got he he didn't even know he was doing it that's what he seemed i know sam doesn't yeah. agree and she thinks he, that he does but i know it seemed from what he put across was he was like e, do i do that i'm sorry point made was the phrase that he used so let's see what he says about villa on saturday let's see if that is in the back of his mind and it would be very interesting to see his press conference i don't think i don't think it will change unfortunately as no. much as i want it to i just feel like he goes in to any interview like with a select kind of monologue if you will of of things that he's gonna say no matter what and then it's just kind of robotic so like with previous managers i won't say his name either um but like it was more it was more natural because he didn't really have to think about what he was saying and he he meant it basically um and it wasn't sort of rehearsed i feel like with 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 Steve Bruce, it's it's rehearsed a lot of the time, and it's he, he always was into in the, the back detail, of the detail, wasn't he? He was in yeah, the detail of every it, game, and he was it's just always yeah. there because he says it every week. So then it becomes really robotic, and that's why I think fans get really frustrated because he's not mm-hmm. saying anything new; he's just saying the same old, same old every single week. And you could, and we do it. We we play Brucey Bingo like every week because. You know, for a yeah. fact, he's gonna say at least ten of the same things, and he does. Yeah. Like tonight, I could have written down what, like four or five paragraphs of what he was gonna say, and it would have been word for word, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that's what frustrates me the most. It's not, it's not natural for me. 
Yeah, I think, there was, sorry, Roger, I think there was two questions, and this just sums them up, to be honest. There were, uh, from what I heard, I didn't hear the whole thing. There was two questions that really, like, struck a nerve, and it was about the bosses telling them about Joe Linton to play, and then the other one was about Graham Jones, and th that, I felt, was the real Bruce coming out because it was attacking him. So he was like, no, yeah. that's, he actually was like, yeah. that's bull, that is yeah. bull, that I, they taught me. Think, do you think that I'm going to? Yeah. Do you yeah. think I, after 20 years in, in this business, in, in this industry, do you think I'm going to let somebody do that? And those were the only two questions that I was like, whoa. And it sums them up. I was so egotistic early. Like, was like, uh, nobody, nobody tells me personally that someone's better than me. No one tells me what to do. And those were the only two that I thought weren't rehearsed. And it was like the real him, like firing back. Yeah. Uh, it was like a yeah. drunk Saturday night in spoons, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Now, if you do, if you did happen to miss it um, with work commitments or otherwise, if you had a, a leaky bath or anything like that, um, Jake Ray, I think he'd been asking about uh, in the comments there whether it was it was going to be streamed or where you could find it. I think you probably find it on the BBC Sounds app. I think they've done. Yeah, I, I missed one. it live. I just uh, yeah. went on BBC Newcastle's Twitter and you can listen to it. There you go. Always, always helpful, those guys. Always helpful. So yeah, so. Like I say, it wasn't sort of like, no, no, I think a few comments, no earth shattering news. Um, but there was there was some interesting questions about, um, or I found interesting about, about talking about the game specifically on, on Sunday, um, about, he used the phrase, we vacated midfield. Now, <laughs> do we even have a midfield? My, my, now, I did promise that I was going to wait for 10 games, but. This this is one consistent with me with Bruce. Um with other managers, they seem to be, you know, reacting to what they've just seen. Like you were saying, Graham, you know, some managers will really analyze the game. They've watched it and they're almost their brain's ticking over and analyzing the game as it's happening. And they haven't got this stock answer. Whereas Bruce always sounds to me like when he reviews a game, it's like he already knew what he was gonna say. Like he's, like you were saying, but he also he talks about it as if he's been sat in the Gallagher end, having no influence over th what's actually going on on the pitch. Like he, you know, he. I mean, he did say he's a big fan. He was a big fan of Newcastle. Maybe he's taken that completely literally, and he's just really he's one of us in the stands, and he's he's Have actually a got no, ticket out of his back pocket. Yeah, he's got he's got no influence. There. He said, you know, like when he said we, you know, we vacated him and feel well. You took off a centre midfielder for a fucking winger, like, and then for 14 minutes we played with, well, Isaac Hayden, who I I do like, and I think he's a, I think he, he's a, I think he's a, he could be a valuable player in the team in a defensive sense, but you know there was, I think somebody said on the show actually they could have built another St James's Park in the space that were left, yeah. and they were absolutely right, and you know, I think. Um, when I was listening to the lads on on uh, the other day, they said, you know, I think it was Matt, Matty said about um, about the midfield, and you know, well, what 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 do you expect? You know, you've you've yeah. you've taken off these players, like you know what it, it is, like, though. It's, like Graham Jones like... had gone to the toilet, and he just made this decision <laughs> to like, oh, I've I've made a, I've made a, a tactical uh, change there, Graham, and it was absolutely <laughs> madness. But it was good that somebody kind of did bring that up but his answer yeah. was like oh it's not yeah he we didn't did. answer I, agree. I, I it was like i agree and i think 
in one of the comments, obviously every question was, every answer was prefaced with, yeah. that's a good, that's a good question. Like, really, I'll take it on board. Oh, I'll take it on board. Well, no, how many it's... times has that happened to us in a game where he's played players out of position, he's took the wrong player off and replaced them with a completely different player in a different position and he never learns. So it is just a, I know it just popped into my head that reminded us of a podcast um, under the cosh, Rowan Vine, always he he really didn't like Bruce as a manager and he said he just literally would high six strikers if they were getting beat high six strikers on in hope for a goal there was nothing tactical there was nothing like a plan in place it was like just throw all your strikers on and hope for a goal and that is him to retake he doesn't make yeah. any tactical decisions i think i think the thing for me is not not just in the midfield in general but as a as a team i'm gonna say his name and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? And I'm gonna say different managers as well. But Rafa, Rafa Benitez, right? Under, under Rafa, right? I love the guy. So does a lot of people. Sorry, don't come at me. But no, the I thing is, him. there was, there was so much fight in that midfield, in the defence, up front. There was so much fight, hunger in that side, and we've pretty much got what ninety percent of those same players. And they, there's, it's so one-paced now. Like, there's, there's not much of an identity. There's, there's not much closing down. There's not much pressurizing because they don't have a clue what they're doing because it's not being instructed to them. But then, I'll say this: like, if you brought in, I'm trying to think of someone like, if you brought in like Sean Dyche. He is really underrated, in my opinion, and a lot of people don't like him. But he would give them a lot more hunger, a lot more fight, because of the way he speaks, of the way he talks to the players. Bruce doesn't do that. I feel like he he's very... What's the word? Mellow, maybe. He's, he's mellow, and he, he talks to them as like they're... There is mates or, mm. or like his sons or something like that, which is all nice and that. But, you know, sometimes they need a rocket up their ass. Yeah. Right. So, with yeah. so Sean Longstaff, Longstaff is an example of this. He's a cracking lad, brilliant player. He can be. Um, but for me, he, he was, he's been off the boil since he had that injury, and that's understandable. And I get that. It takes a long time to recover from it. But what he needs is someone to kind of slap him about a bit and say, look, you need to do this with your game. And I feel like he's not getting that. And that's why he's regressed. And that's why a lot of the players have regressed because they don't, mm. they're not getting that in instruction from from the manager. So they're they're like they're like school kids, right? They're, they're like naughty school school kids. So they feel like they can get away with stuff. Yeah. And that wasn't that wasn't <laughs> yeah. the sense under Rafa. I've said that before on this podcast. You're all is a job, is a kid at class. You're always gonna like the teacher or the boss who lets you do what you want, your shelvies, do what you want, and you'll still play every yeah. week. Do what you want. You don't like the stricter manager, the stricter mm. teacher, because they tell you what to do and they have high expectations like Rafa 
he they all had a job they knew what to do he worked them so hard and that's why they didn't like him they didn't like him because everything was to the yeah. point everything was down to a t planned yeah. precise everything had to be done that way and that's why we did as well as we did under him mm. with the squad that we had tell you Whereas, what now i bet i bet you they miss him now though mm-hmm. when when they keep looking at the the table and going, result, oh, God. Yeah. i think i think whether the players miss him i think probably uh, you know, they probably notice, hmm, like you know, like the like the the detail is missing there. Like probably when he talks, to, I, I can imagine a team briefing where he's making several small mistakes around mm-hmm. how many games people have played or what the last five results were or what you know. And I think you would notice that as a as a as a, in any environment, you know, outside of football, you would notice if your boss wasn't completely on it. And like Laura's saying, like like we've all kind of recognize that you do start to there's a natural laxness that'll just come into your your lifestyle into the way that you know i think that's why we pick up so many injuries because there's not the the detail that's why callum wilson he talked about callum wilson with his injury towards the end of the season well yeah because he's what only striker so you have to play him week in and week out yeah and that's why we pick up all these you know these injuries so i think i think you know that you're absolutely right. I think it's just, you know, the lunatics running the asylum. Mm. I, I do think Steve Bruce would make a really good number two. Like, he's like, I think, I think Matty had said that um, in one of the other podcasts. Like, he would make a good number two with a, a really astute, not necessarily young, but younger manager. Mm. I think Bruce could be a good foil for that in terms mm. of. He's like a Sammy Lee. Getting that yeah. Sammy Lee was the perfect number two. Yeah, he was a terrible yeah. manager, but he was the perfect number two. Yeah, but he's tried to do that. And just yeah. on the the point of the the Rafa Bruce, if we see Sean Longstaff leave Newcastle to go to Everton, that will tell you everything that you need to know yeah. about the managerial impact. Yeah. That yeah. guy will be in the England squad if he goes to Everton yeah. and plays under Rafa. Well, the thing is, there you're talking about Longstaff. We were we were rating him at what was it 50 million two years ago yeah. not even two years ago and now we've put a 10 million pound price mm-hmm. tag that shows how far he's mm-hmm. he's gone even in somebody like, today's asked that question today mm-hmm. and bruce was just like like that was one of the perfect questions for me it is mm-hmm. you know this guy was and the, you always say under the previous manager this guy was on top of his game he was being coached within an inch of his life you know, people were were comparing him to Declan Rice. Which one's better? There's rumours that Man United want to buy him, and now the guy has a year left in his contract at his boyhood club. He doesn't want to sign it. You're blaming an injury for the fact that he's not playing, and then when he's playing, he's getting criticised for not being good enough. Well, who's the common denominator in this? Yeah. <laughs> <Steve> Bruce. <laughs> That question was where I wanted a bit more interaction from the caller or from the host to say he was talking about the injuries injuries and he was talking about um, Matty just, I know we're talking about Sean, but Matty just needs to go out and get games and eat games, right? So my question there would be, well, why aren't you giving them then? Why aren't you giving them the games Even under 23 games, he doesn't include Mm. them in. Like he's, he's, there's, there's a personality problem there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're the moles. Possibly they were the moles. Yeah. That was oh, the rumor. 
I would have. My problem is if you're if you're the owner of the club and you're thinking right, well, I don't want to spend money. Why is more pressure not being put on him? I think it was towards the end of last season. It was like you need to play these guys. But if yeah. the owner doesn't want to spend money, why is he not being forced to do more yeah. with these players coming through in the club? I don't do you, get do it. you not think that you know that Bruce could have made things so much easier for himself by coming in, acknowledging, look, we haven't got a lot of money, but I'm gonna, I want to, I've got these two lads in the academy, I'm gonna try, you know, and absolutely, I, I, I for one, speaking completely for myself, would be like, I, I would accept that, you know, if he just like says, look, I've got these two young enthusiastic lads, they're a bit raw, you know. They need some good coaching, which sadly we're probably not going to get well at the current in the current state of affairs. But if they were, you know, when that void opened up on Sunday, yeah. why, like, why didn't Sean Longstaff? Like, for me, I think, on if we just very briefly touch on the West Ham game, we were really effective when I, I mean, I'm not a fan of Shelby, we all know that. But when Shelby played further forward, even if he just played 15 yards, 10, 15 yards further forward. We are a much better side. Like he was key in those movements around getting those goals. So, you know, a Sean Longstaff plays a little bit further up on and naturally, whereas Shelby's natural disposition is to drop back and want a quarterback stuff, which suffocates our defense. We drop back 10, 15 yards and we're, we're knocking balls up channels to Callum Wilson, who's then got to kind of feed on whatever we've got and then hope that Alan St. Maximum comes on our six-yard box and dribbles past everybody and scores. Just fucking doesn't get in. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's the thing yeah. with Shelby, though. That he... On on Sunday, it was like the... It was the John Joe Shelby game that kind of epitomised what we've seen over the last couple of years. Like, he showed glimpses of, like, utter brilliance. I think it was a ball over the top to Callum Wilson that was yeah. just like he made it look so effortless. And it was it was a ridiculous ball to make. And he can do that. But then there's other things where he's just I wouldn't even call it jogging. He's he's literally just stood still and staring and going, Oh hey, I'm yeah. That that's my guy. I'm supposed to be marking him. Oh well, I'll have a cup of tea. Never mind, eh? Yeah. Right. So what what is that there he about? Goes. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it's just annoying. It's lazy does get booted about a bit, and and that's why because he it feels like he's not, you know, just yeah. Do something. But then man. you you look at the coaching team and that, and he talks about this team. So it's not just him. He's got this coaching team. He's got all the Steves. He's got Graham. You know, they're looking at this squad. And I feel like they are trying to accommodate John Joe Shelby being not the most mobile. I don't want to call him lazy because I just think he's very selective in what he does. So they've taken an Isaac Hayden, who's a defensive midfielder that can sit in front of our defence which is unfortunately really poor, no matter how many defenders he puts in there. He's moved him to be more of a box-to-box because he's athletic, even though he is not that player. You see him getting over the halfway line. You know, he doesn't really have that impact. He's making these tactical changes to people's roles that I don't think suit them. Miggy as well. He talked him up today. I don't think he's very effective in the middle. So he's trying to accommodate certain players mm. by moving them around. And I actually don't 
think is the right thing for the team. And I'm finding that really frustrating at the minute. We've taken a defensive midfielder away from the back however many he wants to play to make it more mobile. Put John Joe Shelby there where he's where he's not as effective and he actually, you know, isn't, you know, the defence are pushing up. So we're dropping back and we're dropping back and we're really poor at defending. So we we're causing all our own problems and we've just started a new season where this is what you know, this is how we started. Yeah, making think, our own problems. I think um, when the sorry, like the the thing that, that that really frustrated me is, um, you can talk about the penalty or or you like, but it was it was shocking defending before yeah. that anyway. But the thing is, as soon as that went in, I was like, oh, we've lost this. So yeah, like, right. if I'm if I'm having that reaction, like. Because you can tell the players are having that reaction. Yeah, the, their heads are gone, like Sam said, and that's it straight away. And that's a mentality thing. Yeah. See, <clears throat> with days gone by, we didn't have that. So we'd we'd maybe go like we we maybe have been like two 0 up, and then it gets back to two two or something. And yeah. then there was more of an energy in the side, but to to kind of make it right again. But for me, under Bruce. It's it's not there, and, and and it just like negativity just sort of swarms around the pitch, I, and and that's it. I think with the whole, I think I mean it just really epitomises what we're kind of talking about here. Is really just epitomises the whole club that there's no ambition beyond. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a ghost you know, club. At the yeah, minute. like so. There's no, there's there's never any accountability, and kind of once the chips are down, the kind of Ah well, you know, yeah. the next game, roll our sleeves up, da, 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 da. and then it, you know, it's, it's like, like what you were saying though. Like, would would we be happier if if Steve came out and said such and such? Of course we would, because at least then he's been honest. Yeah. So like, it all boils down to how you talk to people, how you interact with them. Um. And yeah, I agree with that. We do miss more Diarmi. I said that I tweeted it out a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to say it. I miss him. Yeah. But the thing is, it it all boils down to how how you interact with with people. You can look at previous managers. You can, like even Chris Hutton, right? He wasn't the best manager tactically or whatever, but geez, he was a good communicator. A and he he, you know, he he got people motivated, and he would get fans on side. And he would make you feel like, oh, you know what? We might not be in a good place now, but we can be in yeah. like five, six games' time. Mm. But with Bruce, I feel like it's like just the end of the world. Every time he speaks, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's we're, we're, it's we're, in, the world's finished. we're in the Vanarama conference here, aren't yeah. we? What, like, what, what's going on? <laughs> I think kind of just to tie up some of those, uh, just obviously the the appearance on on Total Sport tonight. I think two two just really quick ones on interesting questions. I think Lee had answered uh, had asked about this changes don't happen overnight, and I think uh, Palomain uh, yeah. Mark Duffy he he put I saw him put on Twitter. You know, well he's been a manager for seven hundred and thirty eight days or whatever it was. I'll probably get that number wrong. <laughs> Like how long is overnight? And I think that was one of those opportunities where, um, by the sound, by the sound of when Lee was on the call, he probably have had been given the opportunity. Probably would have went back to him and said, 
well, come on, you know, because he again he didn't. He said, well, I've had four transfer windows, and at that point, we say, well, yeah, you've spent, yeah, X amount. That, that's, that's the yeah. more than really more than previous me. managers. You've ruined our defence. Uh... You know, <laughs> so I think you know, and, and, and he, you know, he said we've got to be better than fourth bottom. Well, he was advocating for that towards the end of last season, I'm sure, and then. With a bit of luck, those the you know these phrases, um, and I think uh, Sam, I'll just give you the opportunity to riff on these square pegs and round holes if you don't mind. Or that I think it was, it was interesting the call about these square pegs and round holes. One of the callers had said about you know I think he uh, Simon Pride was on about text he'd had from <sighs> Sunderland and Villa fans, and now Newcastle fans saying that Bruce had a an affinity for playing these square pegs and round holes players out of positions and he kind of rebuffed that what do you reckon oh my goodness so like first of all to that caller whoever it was that was superb the fact that he brought other teams into it to show that it's not just us and our histrionics you know i really appreciated that but then the fact that he kind of said about the game on sunday that he hadn't played anyone out of position it really just hit home to me that there are certain players in that squad that he has decided are now players in that position. Back, like Emil, oh, yeah. Emil Kraft, for example, he is a fullback, but he's also a pacey right-handed central defender, which the guy has never played before. Yeah. But he, he will justify that that's the way that yeah. it is. The caller that called out the wingbacks perfect but again defensive yes they are better going forward they do need to work on being defensive mm. right but we're shipping goals when's that gonna come almiron is apparently now a central midfielder you know who knew he talks about our forward options and all of a sudden frazier almiron gail wilson you know he's he's trotting them all out as these are our options he has obviously swallowed the line that Charnley or, or Mike have told him that you have these players and they can potentially play in these positions. Yeah. So therefore I want you to say that we're covered in those areas. So I think by my guesstimate, we had four or five players out of position, yeah. natural mm -hmm. position on Sunday. What? And he maybe said one. And yeah. I, Laura, I just... Laura, I was thinking, um, Laura, there was a question about philosophy that Bruce really missed, stumbled over. I missed that one. Oh, it was classic. Graham, <laughs> did you hear that one about? I, I did, the, yeah. The philosophy. Oh, what did he say? Tell us. So the, the call, I think, was called Michael. And he, again, what a great question. Um, it was about, really, what is our philosophy? And it was a bit like, you know, Daryl's question at the start about expectation. It was a kind of question. Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> oh, I know what you want. Mm. And basically, what what the caller wanted to know was how we're going to play. Like, mm -hmm. what's our style of play? What's our identity? If you look at all the teams in the league, you can probably say, "Oh, they play this way." Like, mm -hmm. but with with us, you're just like, "What? What do we do?" Pass yeah, it like, to Alan that, and hope he scores. If you, if you want to yeah. turn it into a positive, every match day you're like, "Ooh, who's going to play? What we're going to play? What it's yeah. going to be like? What Newcastle's <laughs> going to turn up?" That's the only yeah. slight positive. Yeah. It's a bit like, 
unpredictable. Like you just yeah. don't know what you're going to get. We could have some like wild drinking games. Like. <laughs> I think um, <clears throat> it's a lot like when he when he was answering some of the questions, it was a bit like if you watch uh, Coming to America where at the start, Prince Akeem's going to get married to that, to that lady. <laughs> and he's like, what music do you like? And she's like, I like what you like. You know, like it was like yeah. when you have that awkward conversation with a partner or whatever and, they, you know, you're trying to, they, they've got something on their mind and you're like, no, no, I, I, I like, you know, I want to do what you yeah. want to do. And you're like, what the fuck do they want to do? I don't know. I don't it was know. like, it was like um, he was on a, a first date or something trying to really impress him. Like, oh, but I know what you like, and yeah. we'll just we'll just go with yeah. that. It's, an, it's 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 something really unspoken that we can't yeah. really describe. I'd, is it really this? I'll probably or, regret yeah. saying this, but I did that once. It was like, oh, so what you like doing? Oh, I'm like really outdoorsy. Love the outdoors. <laughs> oh, why don't we? Why don't we go and do this walk? And I was like, you, oh, right. yeah, I See? do. I do that. I do that, and we got there, and we got lost because you thought is I it. knew where to go. And I it's it's your fault. You've been <laughs> oh, giving him advice. <laughs> you need to get your know who does first the PR. <laughs> Jolly first dates. That's what I need you on. But um, but yeah, I think I think in all, I think you know, the, like like at the top, what Sam said, there was some good questions. There was some questions that were a bit softball, which I think I think also I think what that kind of reminded me of and that's very obvious that you know the whole world doesn't exist on twitter you know you've got uh albert from wooler who's probably you know legend yeah. so a lot of these guys are like match going die hard you know through thin and thin and thin they've been watching the tune and you know they some of the questions although yes you can say they're quite soft but actually the the questions from the fan base. I didn't doubt mm -hmm. that any one of those fans weren't genuine fans, and no. yeah, they might want to find out what he does day to day. And I think like sometimes we need to get out of our space Stop of like the podcasters, all right? Yeah, the all, the all the all consuming podcast world and Twitter world where yes. you know like everything's like. Eh! Whereas you know there are people who just want to know the simple questions like, what do you do on a typical day? You know. <laughs> Quite I have a, a cup of tea relief. and then I'll walk my dog. Me dog so, so yeah, so it was, it was, you know, there was some interesting takeouts from it, but I think we we all kind of had an idea of there would be a straight bat played for pretty much every question, apart from those times where he did let his guard down a little bit, which, which was interesting, and you know, I think although I might not like Steve, I do, I would, my ideal would be we will win something and everything ends up rosy, but. I've got mm. a feeling that possibly all that I want, right? Th this is all I want, right? And it's such a small thing. I just want a, him to go into a press conference, right? Nothing sort of, you know, written down in his head or, or whatever, and just be natural. That's all I want. And you can talk about football all you want, like. To a degree, like back end of last season, we we played some really good stuff, and that's 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 fine. That is yeah. great. But the thing that really gets me frustrated is how he talks to people and how he talks to the fans and about the club, and that gets you so frustrated before the game's even kicked off, mm -hmm. yeah. and that just gets you in a negative mindset. Yeah. And if that's getting the fans in a negative mindset, think of the players listening mm. to it. You know what I mean? And that's. Mm -hmm. Snowball, isn't it? 
I think, and, and on, on your point about thinking about the players, obviously he did mention towards the end about uh, Carl Darlow and about, obviously he's been struck down quite considerably by, by COVID. He's, I think, believe he's been, well, he said he'd been hospitalised. Yeah, he, he's hospitalized lost like a stone and, stone and a half. I, yeah, put so. on half. I put on half a stone. No, I'd like to know how he did that. Give him, give him a call. Different, different <laughs> variant, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I think, I think this, I think this new variant comes with like the, uh, with like sickness and diarrhea and all that, oh. all the joys of that. So uh, maybe it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Carl. Yeah. <laughs> all so, right, mate. Laura wants to know how you, how you lost two stone. <laughs> I'm just jealous because I put it Carl. on. We know all the players watch these podcasts, so obviously we send our best wishes to, yeah, to Carl. Yeah, and, and, and what I will say to Carl is, thanks for listening, but what I will say is good luck for your future role as a centre midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he could be good with his feet, wow. you never know. Um, so I think, you know, kind of we've covered a lot of... Uh, the topics around uh, the phone in. Uh, we've just got a few minutes left. I think we'll very quickly just touch on uh, the West Ham game. We're going to go two stars and a wish in a, in a true teacher fashion. So when you're marking books, sometimes <laughs> you would, even for your kids who can barely string a sentence together, you'd always do two stars and a wish. And you give them, this is probably why, you know, we don't win stuff anymore, but because we're so supportive of our children failing, failing. <laughs> But we say two stars and a wish. So two things we did well and one thing we didn't. So really quick fire, two stars and a wish. I did prepare you for this one. So yes, no but excuses. You, but Roger, you said you were going to do it at the start. So I've thrown me a bit of paper over there. <laughs> kind well, of Laura, we're talking yeah. about preparation. He gave us three it's minutes right. and I've 20 seconds, by the way. I've recovered. I've recovered. Anyway. Yeah. Three minutes. Three minutes is a long time. I think I think Laura should start us off. Yeah, go Laura. So, Fine, I got it. Two stars right. and a wish. Two things you like, one thing to improve. What do you um, First, Wilson and Murphy getting their first goals in front of a crowd. Uh, second, I was very entertained in the first half. I thought it was a really good attacking. Good and actually, can I add? Can I have three? I loved, I loved, and it's going to be quite nasty, but I really need to get my dig in. Like, I loved me, the third one is I loved how the goal was on 40 minutes. So all the people next to me that were shouting it were for not singing and not being loud enough, they all went for a pint and missed it. So I was buzzing about that because they left early. Yeah, it yeah, really, you, like, yeah, it really was the strawberry funny. corner. Have yeah. some of that. <laughs> Right. Oh, Sam, watching. Two stars. No, I, have, wish, I haven't. I haven't even oh, finished. No, you need your wish. Yeah, I mean, my wish. <laughs> well, it's your just obvious. Just, just better defending. That's simple as that. <laughs> Sam, two stars and a wish, please. Uh, first star is um, Freddie Woodman starting goal. I'm such a big fan of him. Local lad. I really, really hope um, that he he gets a chance um, to stay with the club because I think he's future. Um, second is I, I thought we attacked really well I'm not going to say for 60 minutes because I don't know where versus get me 60 from but first 45. half especially yeah we were we were so good in their half and then my wish is that we could be better in our half because that defend them you know I was very active on Twitter it was absolutely horrendous 
I've seen under 10s defend better. All watching, not tracking the runner. We have had a whole summer to um, defend set pieces and stop crossing crosses getting into the box. And we have done no work on it whatsoever because it's exactly the same thing that I was complaining about last season. And a lot of other people are that we put ourselves under pressure because we can't stop a cross or we can't mark a man. Um, and that really worries me because, as I said, we've just we're, we're just starting a new season and it's the same problems. Um, thank you, Sam. Graham, two stars and a wish from you. OK, right. OK, my first first star. Um, it was just nice to see an almost full St. James's again. Yeah. Um, it was just it was quite emotional, actually. Look at me, yeah. Tearing up already, but no, it was it was it was oh, nice. You old sentimental oh, fellow, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Enough of this positivity. God, what is this? <laughs> um, no, it was just nice after eighteen months of of oh, watching empty stadiums. Like, oh, nah, nah, not having that. But it was just nice to see everyone again. Um, second was. Just you know, the especially in the first half, like the genius that is Saint Maximin. Like, what is like? What does he have for breakfast, man? Like, he's he's just unreal, and uh, I just I just love watching him play. Um, I think he's outstanding. My wish, my wish is for us to be able to string more than three passes together yeah so sam sam you're That's you're asking big for three wins we just need three passes <laughs> i just want three yeah. passes That's not it. one two <laughs> you know what it, it it can even be because it we even get this wrong it can be from like woodman to fernandez back to woodman back to fernandez it can be that because oh, i'd be really like, panicky there yeah, well, exactly. we we'll probably concede. I'd be like, <laughs> but at least we strung three passes together, though. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. concede. When was the last time we did that? Yeah, who knows? About who knows? six years ago, I think. <laughs> I think my my stars and me two stars and wishes. Uh, ASM sending Declan Rice into a race pun. Yeah. Oh. It was absolutely brilliant. Oh, that was Yeah, that was really good. Mm -hmm. um, and I think as well, like. I, I echo, I think it was Laura said about uh, Jacob Murphy getting his first goal. I think that was a big deal for him. He is a Newcastle fan. He, he is, me. you know, he lacks, he, he looks to me, he's a very, he seems like a really timid kind of quiet guy. He just needs that bit of fire in his belly and hopefully that might give him a bit of motivation. I think played out of position, but I think that's probably the only position he's going to get. Doesn't play out of position us. because nobody oh, plays a, out sorry, of position. Sorry, he's a sorry, wing back now. I forgot. But um, next season he's going to be playing centre mid. Just, just my yeah. my wish would be for more than three people behind the bar at the bottom of the Gallagher. That would be great. And if they knew how to change a line, how to change a barrel over, that would be amazing because it was absolute <laughs> carnage down there. It was absolutely horrendous. It was like awful, awful scenes. So yeah, better bar service, please, is my wish. Um, right, oh, we're going to put that down for the Nuster. Uh... Board yeah. meeting oh, well, next yeah. week. So we're gonna have to Let's do this next week. 
Yeah. We'll have to do this Just next bit. Yeah, Ken, you have to use your position, please, to, to sort that ball stuff out. In fact, I will. I will. offer to do a shift yourself, show them how it's done. You know, you know what? I've done Absolutely. it in the past. Just like... get behind. Got may experience, go well. so may go down well. So, really quickly, obviously, we've got uh Aston Villa coming up. I think uh, the lads might do a, a preview as well, possibly. But uh, it's a little bit of news about Villa. Obviously, the obviously the lost Greedish, they signed a, a boatload of players. It reminds me a lot of when Tottenham uh, let Bale go and they signed seven players. I think Villa have done they haven't quite signed seven, but they've signed quite a lot of players. But looks like Ollie Watkins could be back. Uh, oh, it was the first game of the oh, season. <laughs> Obviously, Danny Ng started with a goal. I think they start with a defeat away at Watford. Always tricky playing a, a newly promoted side. Oh, you but, sound like Bruce there. Oh, dear. I yeah. So I hope no, maybe it's it's like, they're a very tricky this, team. This you know is what, what I've written, I've written here, down you know? most of his patter. So maybe it's just it's just put it in Sorry, I am embedded. <laughs> Rip that but, up. Uh, obviously, Newcastle will still be missing the same. Players, Dummett, Dubravka, obviously Dollar, which we've touched on. So it looks like Woodman will be in goal again, which I don't have any real worries about Woodman in goal. I think it was yeah. from what he, what he had to do. He was, I think he was let down a lot by the players around. So um, what do we make? What, let's let's get some predictions for the Villa game. Um, you know, you can touch on as well, you know, players you'd like to see in the game. But just real quick, uh, Laura, can I come to you first? Yeah. Take, what would you do with the team and then... Maybe it's a prediction if they're feeling. Yeah, I think it's. Fancy. I'm I'm gonna be a complete hypocrite here because I'm gonna sound like Bruce, but I don't, I think you'll definitely change it quite dramatically because I don't think you'll be anywhere near as attacking as he was against West Ham in the first half because obviously he hasn't got the home crowd there and he's back. So I do think it'll be quite defensive. I think you'll have to change the defense. I'd put um, the skills and Shaw in. And then I'd also, I think Villa, obviously they got beat off Watford. I think that's their first game at home. The crowd will have a massive impact on that. I do worry about Ings. But then on the other hand, didn't Mings have an absolute mare against Maximum uh, last time? So I'm hoping, I think it'll be quite tight. I think it'll be quite defensive from our point of view. And I think I'm going to go 1-1. One one, we'll take that. Uh, Sam, will come to you. What do you think, team wise? And then, have you got a prediction for us? Yeah, pretty similar. Um, in terms of, I think it'll be a draw, a one one. Um, I don't think you make a lot of subs or changes because he's really stubborn. Um, mm -hmm. and even though some players didn't Is make uh, didn't particularly good games, <laughs> uh, I think the only change you'll potentially make, unless there's an injury, is bringing Lascelles back into the defence. And yeah, I'm gonna go for a one-one. Um, I just, I, 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 I think we might be able to mix up just because of some maximum. If it, yeah. if it wasn't for him, I think we get beat because I just, yeah. I don't see the fluidity. I just don't see us holding it all together. Yeah, Graham, what do you reckon? Positivity all the way? Uh, no, Soz. Um, oh no. Um, <laughs> the thing is, right. Uh, firstly, I would. It's Steve, if you are watching this, can you please um, get uh, <laughs> Banquillo Bernate's number and ask him like to bring Javier Manquillo out of hiding? Because that would be nice. Um, also, so he can play at Villa on Saturday um, and also play Jamal Lewis and also play 
Char and Lascelles, and then that yeah. would be nice. Mm-hmm. But I don't think them. I don't think that will happen. So no. I think we'll get battered three one. Oh, <laughs> Roger, you're going to have to end it on a positive. Yeah. Yes. All right. Six okay. Win. Um, Six um, so I think... he will make those changes, and we'll win eight nil. There we go. You see, I think get Steve um, on the blower. I think we need. I think we need to exercise the demons of relegation from Villa Park once more. So I think we are going to. I think we're going to. I think I would. I would bring back Lascelles. I would bring. I would keep Clark in because I like a left-sided centre back on that side. I would ensure that. Um, Emil Kraft has sent a Donnell Milne that day to go and pick up some carpet samples or something. Um, <laughs> and I would have um, beige. He'd go yellow. I was going to say beige because he's so boring. You know, I'm sure he's yeah. a lovely bloke. I'm not... I know, sorry, Emil. But, but, yeah, he's, he's, he's never... He's <laughs> never, he, you've never left, you've never left the game. just got a picture before. of him, like, picking out he's had a, he's carpet had a samples game. now. Yeah. It's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> But they look, they look, they look less beige online. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I would have, I'd have the cells in, and I'd have Shaw in because Shaw can bring the ball out, and that pushes John Joe Shelby further up because he's going to play John Joe Shelby, even though I've told him not to. So <laughs> I would keep John Joe Shelby in because he's going to be in anyway. There's no point saying anything otherwise. Um, and I would definitely bring in Jamal Lewis. And I think he needs a run of games. He needs 10 games. He's, he's confident. confidence. Yeah. Um, I would keep... I would keep... I would try and... If Mankiw is fit, but I don't think... You just need to get him out of that nerdy. hotel. Like, it's a nightmare, man. <laughs> God. And, and but, I, but I do yeah. think I'm going to go with a win. Fuck it. I'm going to say we're going to win 2-1... <laughs> And I think Oof. Wilson's going to score again. And I think Ryan Fraser's going to score at some point during the game. Maybe he's from a centre midfield position. I reckon Maybe so. Maybe he's from his actual <laughs> position. Who fucking knows? Eh? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I'm going to go with a positive. We'll, we'll finish on a positive. But um, that kind of wraps it up. We've just snuck over the hour by about eight minutes, but I'm sure our followers won't mind that. Uh, please remember to like and subscribe. Obviously, all of the Gallagher shots uh, on the you, on the YouTube channel, and then all obviously all of our social media platforms. That would be great. Uh, check out the Howie the Lasses podcast as well when that gets up and running for this season, and obviously uh, and get involved with um, with Sam. Sam does a bit of writing as well, don't you? For any anyone's game as well. So check out yeah. that and Brilliant. wait with bated breath. For the Speedo book, The Man Behind the Smile, which Graham Bell has written. Absolutely fantastic. Not um, written it yet. I'm writing it. Don't put that don't put so much pressure <gasps> on me, man. <laughs> keep keep an eye out for it because it sounds really interesting. I'll certainly be I'll certainly be buying that one. Hopefully I can get some sort of discount because I am a, I'm quite tight. Um but yeah, so off. and once again, thank you everybody for listening. Uh thank you for all the comments. Hopefully I try to get as many of them on the screen there. Um it's quite tricky. I'm, I'm not very ambidextrous and quite, you know, I'm, so I'm quite difficult to get that on. But thank you very much for those guys who've joined in live. And thank you to those people who maybe watch a little bit later on. Laura, thank you very much for joining me again. You're very absolute welcome. legend. And Sam, thank you for joining me. Graham, thank you very much for joining us. And 
hopefully everybody's well and we go into Saturday, uh, we go into the weekend game with Villa and we get an absolute romping. 1-1, possibly no. 2-1, how are the last? 8-0, remember. <laughs> oh, sorry, 8-0. But thanks very much for joining us and keep your eyes out for more content from the Gallagher Shots team. Take care, everybody. Have an absolutely mint night. Take care. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.